عن عمران بن حسين رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الحياء لا يأتي إلا بخير متفق عليه وفي رواية لمسلم الحياء خير كله وقال الحياء كله خير عند كتاب of the under the section of the kitab which deals with adab or etiquette the first of the very very important chapters which imam nawawi rahimahullah has brought babul haya wa fadlihi the chapter which deals with haya shame modesty its virtue and the encouragement which shariat gives us to implement this quality in our lives Obviously, we began this chapter some time back and a little bit of detail went into the importance of us adopting haya and modesty, shame. To some extent, as we mentioned, shame, modesty, this is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naturally creates in human beings. Kafir, disbeliever and a person of iman. Each one is born with some some level of haya, of shame, of modesty. Islam requires us to raise that to a very, very high level. Such a level which will instill within us this consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and cause us to stay away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram or forbidden upon us. We are living in an age, era or period of what we call behayai and shamelessness. Every direction, the culture that is around us, the propaganda machinery of batil that is espousing this message to destroy the very essence of haya and shame and modesty, to break down these barriers to such an extent that today you can't distinguish between the actions of a human being or the actions of even an animal. The, this concept of male and female, this concept of consciousness of the different genders which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created and the barriers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has implemented as a result of that. Today there is this drive around us to break all this down to the extent that we are even dissuaded from questioning actions that go against the very norm of human decency. And we find that in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, very, very famous hadith of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِنَّ مِمَّا أَدْرَكَ النَّاسِ مِنْ كَلَامٍ مِنْ نُبُوَّةِ الْأُولَى إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاسْنَعْ مَا He said that amongst those things that, we, that the people have found, مِنْ كَلَامٍ نُبُوَّةِ الْأُولَى from the words of the Anbiya alayhi salatu of the past. In other words, in this hadith is ishara that this message is not something confined only to my shariat. This has been coming from the beginning of time. From Adam alayhi salam, in kalam in nubuwatil ula, from the first of the words of the Anbiya alayhi salatu throughout the ages, Rasulullah Pak says, this, this is one of those things which we have found that has transcended the ages. What is that? إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحْرِي فَاسْنَا مَا شِئْتِ That if you lose your haya, 
if you lose your shame, if you lose your modesty, then do whatever you want to do. To behave like animals, to behave against the very norms of human decency, this will become normal for you. If you will not, if you will allow this essence of haya and shame and modesty, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naturally has created in human beings, if you will allow this to be eroded and destroyed. As we see, like our elders are saying, today we are living in an era or a period, haya ek na'ashna cheese manchuki. They say haya, shame, modesty, this has become an unknown entity, hidden away in some cave. The barriers which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed, consciousness of males, females, the laws of shariat, etc., not only are they being eroded, but the very essence of them are being questioned, where there is this drive around us to destroy the very essence of this. So we have to be very, very careful in this regard, because once we go in that direction, my respected brothers, to protect our deen, to protect our iman also, becomes extremely difficult. We are living this, this what we call this culture of boyfriend, of girlfriend, this culture of intermingling amongst the sexes, this culture of where this essence of this parda, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept, like I said, not only is it not being practiced upon, it is being questioned. If you look at this, these devices, these cell phones that we are carrying around with, our, with us, the TVs that are found in every home, unfortunately today, illa masha Allah. These are instruments of bekhayai. These are instruments of shamelessness. There is a marketing drive in every direction to introduce these objects of shamelessness in our homes, which once the gaze becomes free, once these boundaries break down, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept, my respected brothers, as I mentioned, as we can see from the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu it becomes very, very difficult to protect our, our modesty, to protect even our deen. There is one incident which obviously I'm digressing. Incident which occurred during the Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A little background to this when we talk of the Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We find that there was a microscopic gaze upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Many of the Sahaba knew in their hearts that this was the last time that Rasulullah sallallahu would be amongst us. And two or three occasions when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa addressed Sahaba Ikram, Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa even mentioned this, that he said that, Asa Allah talqani ba'da ami hadha, perhaps after this year you will see me no more. And he said, Khudu anni manasikakum, how to make hajj, how to practice upon your deen, take it from me directly from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So as I mentioned, there was a microscopic gaze of Sahaba Ikram on every nuance, every affectation, every action of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sahaba Ikram, they imprinted this on their hearts by observing this and they passed it on with amanat dari, with trust to the ummah right up to qiyamah. The reason I'm mentioning this is to give us some background with regards to this incident. That Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sharing the camel with his cousin, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Who is Abdullah bin Abbas? Abdullah bin Abbas is Ahl Bayt Ali Rasul. He is that park, that pure bloodline, the lineage of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Nabiya Pak is sharing the camel with him. And a young girl from the Banu Khath'am tribe approaches. She approached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to ask a masla, to ask one fatwa of deen. What was she asked? That, Ya Rasulullah, my father is very, very old. He is infirm. He is unable to physically perform hajj. Can I perform hajj on his behalf? This was a question. And we find that this incident is mentioned in most of the books of Ahadith with great prominence. Ulama say not because, specifically because of the question that she asked, but because of what transpired in her interaction with Nabiya Pak As she approached young, beautiful girl, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, she's sharing the camel with Nabi Salaam. So naturally, this was a natural reaction. Somebody approaches to ask a question or somebody stops your car while you are traveling. All the occupants in the car will look towards that person. So besides Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abdullah bin Abbas, young man, the cousin of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he also looked towards that girl. Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, before he dealt with the issue, he placed his Mubarak hand upon the chin of Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, his cousin, and he averted his gaze away from that young girl. Then he dealt with the question. After the incident finished, the uncle of Nabiya Pak Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib, one hand, this is the Nabi of Allah, the other hand is the Ummati. He has to obey everything that Rasulullah says. But, but the other angle was this was the uncle. So he, there was some license. He became a little bit hurt, upset, and he said, Lawaita Unuka ibn Ammik. Ya Rasulullah, you physically turned the gaze of your cousin away. In other words, by doing that action, what would purport to be a negative thing, everyone saw. So this is Abdullah bin Abbas. Uh, Abbas radiallahu ta'ala felt a little bit hurt by this, so he drew Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa attention specifically to that. In other words, what was the need to do that? Not openly, with adab, he poses this question to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa responded and said, Ra'aytu ghulaman shabban wa jariyatan shabbatan wa khashitu an yadkhula baynahuma shaytan. On the one side was a young man, on the other side was a young woman. I feared that shaitan may come in between them. Now if we analyze this, one side, this is Abdullah bin Abbas, the young man that Nabi Salaam is referring to. Ahle Bayt, Ali Rasul, the direct lineage and family of Rasulullah Sallallahu Sharing the camel with who? With Nabi Sallallahu chest touching the back of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Other side, the young girl he was referring to is a sahabi. It is our iman, our aqidah, that all the awliya, all the atqiya, all the asfiya, if the whole world get full, gets full on the one side of Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani's rahmatullah alayhi, and on the other side, Rabia Basri's rahimullah, all of them put together, the iman will not equal the iman of, of the lowest sahabi also. So where is the possibility for shaitan to enter? Where is the room for shaitan to enter such a scenario? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was making bayan of an usul and a principle till qiyamah. That if this barrier of haya and shame and modesty is broken down and free interaction is allowed between males and females, then shaitan will enter. 
Shaitan will enter. Morality will be destroyed. Deen will be destroyed. Like I said, this culture of girlfriend, boyfriend, this is such a poison that even after nikah, the door to zina is not closing. We are living in such an environment of immodesty. So this usul and this principle to make bayan of it for the ummah till qiyamah that hold on to these principles of modesty and shame, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned this principle. On the one, أَرَأَيْتُ غُلَامًا شَابًا وَجَارِيَةً شَابَةً On the one side was a young man, on the other side was a young woman. I feared that shaitan would enter in between them. Shall I continue? Subhanallah.